1: welcome back it's recovery sort of i'm jason i'm a guy that's expecting to stay clean for another week i hope if we know what the fuck clean is as we learned last week and i'm billy
0: i'm a person in long-term recovery
2: and i am caroline i am also a person
1: in long-term recovery it's funny i try to be i'm like yeah it's jason and he's like yeah and i'm billy and it's like i'm caroline (laughs) (laughs) how are you Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about expectations today, which uh, is an interesting topic. And I don't, I, I got some expectations about how it's going to go, but I, it will probably not meet them. Um, but before we get into that, I did, I need to offer a public apology. We talked in our last episode about what being clean is, and I thought it'd be really neat to have Jenny on because she's in recovery Dharma and she's really into Buddhism. And I was like, well, this would be a different perspective besides me and Billy just arguing about if technically na says that suboxone is clean or not and if it should and uh and, and i found that what happened and i felt bad during the episode but i felt even worse when i was editing it uh was that i would like ask jenny like oh well, what do you think about this and then about four words into it i would be like oh my god but no you don't understand and i and cut <laughs> her off and it, i was so into the the debate it was fun um and, and it was kind of exciting so i feel i'm sorry jenny Uh, I hope you'd forgive me. That was awful. Uh, we also got a a really cool comment from Allie May about the moms in recovery episode. And and she, you know, thought she appreciated the topic and, you know, she thanked uh, us for at least being able to acknowledge that, you know, it does benefit us to not really address it. Like it benefits me that I can get a shower and not have to worry about my wife's shower and take on extra stuff. Um, she did say because remember the the mommy wine culture got brought up Mm, and we were like oh there's no mommy heroin culture (laughs) and and her point was that um what she has seen is maybe not mommy heroin culture but there's a lot of women on pills and that is kind of overlooked because it's harder like you can't take a mom out of a house for three to six months to get detoxed and well, right? Like the father goes away. It's like, okay, you know, house still functions. Dinner still gets made. Kids still get taken care of. But when you try to take mom out of the house for three months, like that doesn't necessarily happen. And so her experience, because we were saying we didn't really know anything about that. Her experience was that she has seen a lot of that. And when she said that, it made me think of when I was helping people get into treatment and how much more difficult it was for women who had children it's like well do you have child care for 28 days right like right. or if you don't and you have to take your kid to treatment with you which kind of blew my mind anyway because i'd never even thought of that it's like oh well all right there's these two facilities and they're always booked because there's only limited space for them so yeah it's it's much tougher i think and we didn't go into much of the before recovery stance of trying to get here but i, I that's also a very very good point of like It's just tougher for for the moms, I think. It's very, very difficult to get into treatment, to get into recovery, and then once you're here, even to find the ways to do what you did before you were a mom or or to make the meetings or any of that. So thank you, Allie May, and uh, I guess we'll get into expectations. And Caroline, this was kind of your baby, and I know Uh, you... Can I jump in for one second?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, Two things. First, I have some expectations. I... uh, (laughs) And by the time this comes out, it'll be passed. But August 23rd, I celebrate 21 years clean. Hell so, yeah. pretty awesome. That's next week. And I expect to have a fuck ton of people at my meeting. So 21? <laughs> yeah.
1: That means you can drink.
0: Yeah, there we go. So that's um, next
2: Thursday, Billy? Well, I'm this coming Thursday.
0: celebrating Thursday the 2nd because we'll be on vacation okay. next week. So yeah, anyway. Um, so everybody drive
1: to Cecil County. But also, at I, meeting. yeah. <laughs> uh, Road Fair trip. Hill.
0: Uh, Also, we got some information that uh, some of our recovery sort of fund that we donate to people in uh, looking for access to treatment, different things, is getting used to help people actually get things that they need in recovery. Um, I was told that it's helped some folks. It was a couple. They're trying to get some housing because they had been homeless. Uh, They needed some clothes and things to go on some interviews and stuff. And uh, some of the money went to that to help them get some clothes. Um, and they got through the interview okay, and they're going to be in a house, so it's nice to feel like we contributed to some oh, of that. Um, some money went to a mom in recovery to get into the Mommy and Me house with her kid. It's a mom with some kids. It paid for her uh, admission fee or whatever they have and a first week's rent for her to get into her recovery house. That's time. And then some other recovery funding uh, went to get someone into recovery housing, so... The money's being used up. That's great. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: pat myself on the back. <laughs> yeah. This was Jason's
0: idea to start this fund with, you know, donations and things that we
1: got. So, that's pretty awesome. It was inspired by Billy. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. I forgot about that part. So, Caroline. Yes. Tell us about why expectations.
2: Yeah. So, I guess I um, I feel conflicted about this topic a little bit now. When I suggested it, it was because I've heard so many people in the rooms over the years, um, saying that you should never have expectations. Uh, this, I guess, was just really in meetings, in in people sharing or um, you know talking about different topics, saying that expectations are never good. You should you should try to never have expectations, and that has always felt so um, unrealistic and counterintuitive to me. So. But in preparation for this for this uh, podcast, I, I did a little bit of research. And it turns out that those people who are saying that um, maybe are a little misinformed. Our literature definitely doesn't say that you should never have expectations. So um, we're going forward with this topic.
0: <laughs>
2: it's going to work. But I feel like my argument is a little a little lighter now than it was because i wanted to argue with the text that's always Uh, my my funnest thing to do yeah
1: i did two minutes of research after you pointed that out uh and looked in two of our main pieces of literature about expectations and no it doesn't say don't have expectations but it frequently says that we have you know we should examine our expectations are they realistic are they unrealistic uh We have too high expectations. We have unrealistic expectations about these certain uh, events that it talks about. And I think I'd take exception to that. Honestly, what the fuck is unrealistic expectations? Like, how do you decide if they're realistic or unrealistic or too high or too... Like, I don't know what in the hell that even means or how you personally would say oh, I'm feeling inside like my expectation is at a level 84, but I really want it to be at a level 60. Like, how the fuck do you... Like, no, you feel and expect what you feel and expect, and what do you... How do you counteract that? Like, I so I still take exception with the the expectation problem. I have no idea.
0: And I was thinking of the idea. So I think there's a spiritual aspect to this idea of not having expectations. Um, If you think of, like, there's the old christian saying like jesus if someone hits you in the face you turn the other cheek kind of thing you don't say oh you're not supposed to hit me in the face you're an asshole you turn the other cheek like you can't i guess that's an expectation thing to me um or like Like, what i've researched for like
1: (laughs) so don't don't not expect people to hit you in the face just expect Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. But then, if you're
2: turning it, it, the other cheek, you still have the expectation they won't do it again. No, I think that's, you're expecting them to do it well, again. Well, that's right? Or it, <laughs>
0: How does that you don't have an expectation that they are or aren't. That's, that's the point. How it's not, not about.
2: I feel like turn the other cheek, though, is forgiveness, is the, the principle. It's trying to explain there, not expectations.
0: Well, I don't think it's necessarily trying to explain expectations, but there's the thing that. You know, when we have these expectations, it's spiritual to I guess it's more spiritual to not have expectations that people aren't going to do things that way when they do them, you'll have the right principle there to apply in place of that. If I have an expectation, then my reaction is going to be to be angry, hurt, upset, whatever, because I had an expectation that you weren't going to do something. So now I'm hurt and that's going to limit me from my ability to react spiritually to a situation.
1: Of all the places I expected this conversation to go, Turn the Other Cheek was not one of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's some of that, in, and it, not just in Christianity, because it's in like a lot of Buddhist philosophies, too. Like You just go through life and kind of roll with what happens. You don't walk down, you know, the buddhist path with all these expectations that this person's going to do that and that person's going to do this. It's more about your reaction to things and how you deal with the troubles and traumas and hardships that come up. And if I walk around with a bunch of expectations, again, whether they're justified or not isn't what's most important. Obviously, yeah, I have realistic expectations that I think are not, you know, they're not unrealistic of me to expect My wife isn't going to cheat on me, that she's not going to spend all the money in our bank account, that she's not going to burn our house down. Like those are realistic things to expect. But if she does any of those things, my first reaction is probably not going to be like forgiveness, love, compassion, empathy. My first reaction is probably going to be, what the fuck? Why did you do this? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, so those expectations set me up to not be able to react in a spiritual way.
1: So, if you're, if you expect your wife not to cheat on you, and that's a realistic expectation, right? I think it is to start at least. When does it become unrealistic? Like if she's done it four times already? Ten times. Is it ten times? Is that the rule?
0: So I don't know that each individual situation has an unrealistic expectation. I think it would be an unrealistic expectation of me to say, well, my wife should never get mad at me or she should never think about leaving our relationship or she should never think about another man in a sexual way. Like that's pretty unrealistic. I think people just do that. That's in our nature. It's un—it's realistic of me to expect her not to like act out and go do those things, but to expect her not to ever have the thought or idea cross her mind is—I mean, I've probably thought about burning my house down at times. You know? <laughs> like, fuck this house and fuck these kids. <laughs> like, fuck all this stuff.
1: I guess from a from a personal place of like really making this to a a non painful area for me (laughs) something that came up right was when people tell me a movie is great they're like dude you have to go watch this movie it's incredible it it, maybe it changed my life it just blew my mind i thought about it for a week there is without fail when i watch that movie i am let down and disappointed right every fucking time when i go in and my kids want to watch a movie that i'm like oh my god this is going to be so fucking stupid right I'm usually, if not always, pleasantly surprised that it's like, well, it really wasn't that bad. It had some cool points. And so I know expectations affect my appreciation or experience of whatever happens next. I know they do. But I don't know how to change the expectation even if you tell me that information that, hey, your experience would be way more enjoyable if you expected less every time. Well, that's great. I agree. I don't know how to change the expectation. It doesn't change the fact that I'm going to feel... Highly expectant of some things and, you know, poorly expectant of others. I don't know how to like, so even if I know that, and even if you're saying, well, it affects our outcome and I believe that, what do I do with it? Do I just say, oh, this person told me this movie was great, but I know better. Like that doesn't fix it. I still expect something great.
2: Well, but do you from experience? Yeah. So that actually came up for me. You were telling me that your vacation recently- didn't meet expectations because it rained a lot. Um, It sounded like your mom had an injury. So when you when you said that to me, I thought about the vacation I went on in July. And I did go into it with not a ton of expectations. Because experience has told me that when it rains a lot on vacation, that kind of sucks. And I've had those vacations before where I've been disappointed because the weather has not gone in my favor. So, um, you know, this recent vacation I went on was a road trip with my dog. So we were, we were like massively dependent on the weather. If it was raining, there was literally nothing we could do because anything I can do with her is is outdoors. Um, so I did, in that sense, I did go into that vacation with kind of not a ton of expectations. We were just going to do it and see how it went part of that was also I've never gone a ro- on a road trip with my dog so being I was able to go into that vacation with with a lack of expectations or realistic expectations that it could kind of go any which way and it was what it was and at least we were getting away so I think there is an ability to to shift that- your expectations
1: I don't, I don't know and and I kind of talk about this or at least something similar with people in therapy a lot. They'll, they'll come to me and they say, my son is working on getting sober and you know, I'm just trying to keep my, my temperament down. I'm trying to stay even about it. I don't want to get too excited, right? Because I will be let down and I kind of believe, and I don't even know if this is really true. Even though I tell people to it in a professional standpoint, but I kind of believe that's bullshit. I think that hope Really, we're we're taking that hopeful, uh, high expectation place, and we're just kind of stuffing it away, and I don't really think it hurts less when we don't get the outcome we were hoping for. I think it hurts the same amount, and in fact, what I tell them is, I think you actually rob yourself of a couple days or weeks or months of happiness that you could have had with these high expectations of hope, right? And you still end up with the same pain anyway. So what you really did was tamped out the good part leading up to it and still hurt just as much when it didn't go right. So I don't I don't know that we actually get rid of expectations or we just try to talk ourselves out of them. I don't think that really gets rid of them.
2: I will hope for the best, expect the worst. Or,
0: I mean, I try expect now. Expect us all to get shot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I try to go into situations and look more, uh, instead of... Sort of having expectations and predictions, and some of this I think just comes from like my own ego of thinking I know what's right or best. Like, so we'll talk frequently, us the kids and family will sit down and talk about vacations, and we'll laugh and have good, now good memories of bad experiences that we've had on vacations. It's fun with the kids to sit and we'll laugh about, you know, this terrible horseback riding trip we took, which in the moment. Sucked, it sucked, the lady was mean, The fucking kids didn't have a good time. The whole thing was terrible, but we just talked horse? about this the other night, <laughs> and uh, you know, we kind of laughed and we chuckled, and that's a memory like now that's a fond memory that I have right. of that experience. So what that teaches me is I, I try to just go into these uh, situations in life without thinking, oh, it's got to be this way, it's gotta be that way. I'm just going into it as an experience. We're having a vacation. I don't know, we're going to the beach next week might fucking rain the whole time. We might be stuck in the room. So what are we going to do? You know, what? how do we deal with that? Versus going into it with, well, I'm going to the beach, so it better fucking be sunny and all the stuff. It better not start with these fucking masks again. Like, if I start going down that road and putting all these expectations on that vacation, I'm an addict. So I tend to have unrealistic expectations like... I'm at the beach, so it's not supposed to rain all fucking week, or the whole state's supposed to coordinate its mass policies based on whatever I'm doing and whatever I have going on in my life at the moment. (laughs) So that's where these unrealistic expectations come in. If I just go in open-minded and be like, you know what? I'm going to the beach. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. They could have a hurricane while I'm down there, and we could be stuck in a hotel, or we could turn around and have to leave right away because some family emergency. You know, I don't know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And and that's where I think it gets tricky. Right. And maybe there is an answer in what you were just saying. I I guess for me, I was thinking I didn't actively at any point in time think, oh, we're going to the beach. We're going to be with my mom and spend some time with her and the grandkids get time with her and it's going to be sunny beach weather. Like none of that actively happened. I didn't even think about the vacation at all. Honestly, the only thing I thought about the vacation was. I'm working from like early as fuck Tuesday morning until late as fuck. And then when I get off work, we have to drive 12 hours to Georgia. That was the only thing I thought about (laughs) leading up to the vacation. I'm
2: going to rebut that because I feel like when you told me about the vacation, one of the things you told me that was going to be great was that you were going down there with your mom and going to be able to spend some
1: time with her. I don't even remember telling you about it. (laughs) 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 but okay so i I just i guess none of it was active thinking none of it was conscious level thinking of like this is what my vacation is supposed to be it's going to be like this and it's going to look like this none of like i it felt like a i guess either a subconscious level thinking or just a feeling of hey vacations what do i know about them well i'm off work that's nice i get to sit back and relax. Beach vacations involve the beach with the sun out and me in the water. Like, that's just kind of what I know about beach vacations, right? None of that was an active thing. And I don't know how to combat that. But what I'm wondering about what Billy was saying is maybe I do need to actively think about ways it could suck. To counteract, or, like, these. or
0: just taking ownership of our expectations, you know what I mean? Like you said, like, you know, oh man, I'm gonna be in the car all this time. Well, guess what? I'm gonna be in the car all this time. So, what can we do to make this better? Like, yeah, I already think it's gonna suck, but maybe there are some things I can do to not, for me. So, this is me, I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm in those situations, I'm like, all right, we're getting ready to take this eight hour trip up to Massachusetts, we're gonna be in the car for eight hours. What can I do to just not be a fucking asshole to Jen and the kids (laughs) when they want to stop seven times and there's traffic and we go through New York and the fucking tolls? Like, how do I just not because we've done that like I've had the experience to know I'm already going to be annoyed and agitated by all of those things. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's an expectation. I guess it's an expectation, but I just own it like that's me. That's what I do. I expect the trip to go flawless and there not to be any traffic and the fucking tolls to not be blocked. That's up. Why I drive at night <laughs>
1: <laughs> we and tried I'm, that and just... I'm highly pissed when I hit traffic <laughs> right. at night. I'm
0: fucking angry. So just owning that they're like, these are my expectations. you know what I mean and and what can I do about them? Mm. So How it do I just
2: like it sounds like experience plays a heavy lift in helping us set up realistic expectations. When I've encountered a situation before, I can know what to expect,
1: right? Uh, but what are realistic expectations? Because even even if we could define what's unrealistic and what's realistic, right, there's times my realistic expectations don't get met. Like it was very realistic of me to think going on this vacation with my mom is going to be cool time to spend with my mom and my mom to spend time with the grandkids, like there's no way. None of my experience says she's going to fall and hurt herself before we even get there and really just be unable to participate. So that still happens. Like it, it doesn't really change the fact whether it's realistic or unrealistic. The expectations still set me up to be disappointed.
2: Right. And I think it's also realistic to expect that out of a week vacation, you're going to get at least a couple of days with with no rain. And so if it rains the entire week...
1: I thought it was realistic to expect that when I took my kids to the water park, they would enjoy themselves more. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. No. Yeah. no, they were like, we rode all the slides, we're ready to go. I'm like, we're fucking ride them again, bro. Like, the lines are like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> long. This is heaven. But that So
0: therein, to me, it lies part of the problem. So when I think about expectations, realistic or unrealistic expectations, it, the... For whatever reason, the saying that sticks in my mind that I took from the program was something to the effect of uh, expectations rob us of the gifts the program has to offer. And by that, it, it, I don't know where I got that from or where I'm making it. I probably did. <laughs> yeah. But I, I heard it somewhere, something similar to that. That's the that's what I take away from what the program's explain to me about expectations. And again, it doesn't matter if they're realistic or unrealistic. If we go in the car and we got to take this eight-hour car ride and my daughter's whatever, has a toothache and she cries the whole time. Well, obviously, it's a realistic expectation to not ex- think your kid's going to cry in a car for three straight hours. But if that happens, and that's my expectation... I'm probably not going to be happy about that. And I don't going to know if I'm going to do my best version of parenting in that situation. I'm probably going to be like, would you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to drive in traffic. Whereas what I want to do in those situations is have compassion and empathy and love. and Be like, man, that sucks. I've had a toothache. Here's some Tylenol or, you know, whatever. Like any expectations I have set me up to not be the best version of myself
1: but how do you not have them i don't disagree how do you not have them
2: right well and there's some that like you can't function without having like i have an expectation that if i show up for my job every day i'm gonna get paid for that time if i don't have that expectation this is i'm not doing charity work guys so (laughs) you know like i'm probably not going to work love my job but I need to get paid. So So
0: if your company just, I mean, just the example would be, all right, so if they get bankrupt and they go out of business and all of a sudden can't pay you, I mean, fuck the company. What does that do to you and your spirit at the end of that week when you don't get that paycheck? Yeah. Like you're the one that suffers the consequences of that expectation.
2: Right. But I also suffer the very real consequences of now I don't have a paycheck. So I think even if I didn't have expectations, I would be suffering in that situation.
0: Uh, Yeah, but your life is in the—so spiritually, you're in the same place not having the paycheck. Is it better to be angry and hurt and resentful that you didn't get a paycheck and still not have the money? Or is it better to be like, meh, life happens and shit happens and poor them. Sorry their business went out. And then you have no money. Like you're still you still have no money either way.
2: (laughs) But I think you need the expectations to. So I think that's the issue. Right. Is not that, you know, yes, I might be a slightly happier person if I don't have the expectation of getting paid. But if I don't have the expectation of getting paid. I'm probably not going to work. If we go back to the example of like you extreme. Right having the expectation Jen's not going to burn your house down. If you don't have that expectation you're going to begin to act in ways that are probably a little crazy <laughs> to make sure Jen doesn't burn the house Watching down. Watching
1: her on camera all day long <laughs> to right? make sure she doesn't no. burn the house down.
2: No. I, I mean, no? So, no. I, because
0: obviously we can't predict every situation that's ever going to happen in life. I mean it's reasonable to expect you're going to get in a car accident in your life but does that mean you never drive a car again? Like,
2: I think it it, it comes back to trust, right? Like expectations and trust seem to go pretty closely in hand. I have to have trust or faith that people are going to act in these ways that seem in line with what society says is going to happen. So I am I have trust that I'm... So is mm. it trust or is it an expectation? So
0: I don't put trust or faith necessarily in, in people as much as I put it in... I guess what what the program likes to call God or, like, spiritual principles or spiritual living. Like, so my experience in the program is that people are going to let you down. My best friends have let me down. My sponsors let me down. You know, close friends have let me down. Like, it's just happened.
2: You it's put trust of, in Jen, though. Uh, You trust her not to cheat on you. You trust her not to burn the house down. You trust your employer to so pay no, you. So, uh, no. So, if,
0: I, I mean... I don't expect her to do those things, but if it happened, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, my life's going to end. I could have never seen this coming. Like, that's just people. That's just life. And if it happens, there's a couple of things. One, am I in position to be able to deal with that stuff? You know, I do that through other ways. But if I'm overwhelmed because I had an expectation that was never going to happen – That's to me, is kind of an unrealistic expectation to think that that's not possible or that that could never happen. Like, any of those things could happen,
1: you know? This is actually really fun watching somebody else debate with you (laughs) (laughs) and not being a part of it. I'm enjoying it. I don't feel as bad about Jenny anymore. (laughs) She got a good show. uh... This
0: episode has been brought to you in part by Voices of Hope, Inc., a nonprofit recovery organization made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, members strive to protect the dignity of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, harm reduction, and support resources and mentoring. Please visit us at www.voicesofhopemaryland.org and consider donating to our calls.
1: One of the things that's coming up for me, totally changing the topic a little bit, um, it's easier for me not to have expectations for things that I've never done before. And I'm trying to think of why that is, right? I'm thinking about like, we, we took the family to Jamaica earlier this summer and I had never done that kind of vacation with my family and, you know, you add in all the, the pandemic stuff and all the extra pieces we had to do and getting passports and COVID tests before you leave and all this shit, Right. And I actually thought through a lot of what could go wrong with that <laughs> and how it could suck. A- and it turned out to mostly go really well and, and worked out well. And so I I guess I'm coming back to this idea that you said of, like, maybe I really need to actively think of not all the ways things could go bad, and maybe I don't need to, like, put shit on it, like, oh, my God, we're going to get murdered in the street or something. But maybe I do need to think of, like, Take time to say, oh, okay, well, yeah, uh, I I am kind of thinking the beach days will be sunny. Maybe some of them will be rainy, right? Maybe my kids won't like this water park as much as I think they like. Maybe I need to really put active time into that to have a more varied and equal expectation level. Right? right so then like then i don't have this subconscious oh this is just what it's gonna be because i'm not thinking about it but now i have oh well yeah it could be sunny or it could be rainy right and so i don't i have less of a it's gonna have to be one way and i'm less shocked when it's not right i, I have the ability to say well i kind of thought it might have been rainy some days like that's okay well you know what they call that trying
0: to think out every possible scenario of a situation crazy (laughs) (laughs) self-centeredness but no the the uh, to me the counter to that uh thinking for myself is just trying to be open minded you know what i mean just going look i don't know what every possible fucking problem situation outcome is in every situation i just have to be open-minded and trust in the you know the principles that i live my life by and try to live them to the best of my ability and see what happens and my trust and faith is getting back to that comes to living by these principles and believing that practicing them is going to give me the best outcome for my life so I don't necessarily believe that you know no one's ever going to be able to hurt me you know because people are going to be able to hurt me what I believe in is that I have principles and things that I've learned in recovery to help me get through those situations you know so I don't have to just suffer in agony for an incredibly long amount of time
1: and i think maybe we're saying the same thing Mm. like i'm thinking that by me taking the time to say oh this doesn't necessarily have to be all you know roses sunshines and Mm. unicorns like there might be some other sides to this maybe that is just me creating that space for an open mind right maybe that's me saying oh well you know I i need to I hate to, I don't want to say temper my expectations. It's such a fucking <laughs> thing we say, and I don't think it's real, but maybe it is just like the opening of there's more than one outcome to this. It's not only the one that I'm not technically actively thinking of, but is there. And, and that's the open mind to like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I better like go into this not thinking, not expecting. I don't know. I don't know. And Every any time I spiritual, I come principles. Around to same so like shit.
0: even the spiritual principle of open mindedness, I mean, we don't do any of these, or, or I don't, I don't maybe someone else does. I don't do any of these perfectly, you know what I mean? Sure, I fucking have situations in my life where I have expectations. Sometimes they're unrealistic, sometimes they're realistic, I still get hurt. Like, all those things still happen, but it's just the process of, oh, if I can just remain open-minded and open to situations you know that's a better position for me to be in than going into every situation with looking at all right how's this going to play out what's this person going to do how can I be hurt here what is my you know what do I think they're going to do what do I think you know
1: it's weird like I'm trying to think of the stuff I did enjoy on this last vacation and it wasn't like I didn't enjoy most of the days we had one day that was completely washed out and rainy kids sat around played on electronics. some guy on Twitter had sent me a book that he wanted me to read so I fucking sat around and read it and it was actually pretty decent right and and I'm hoping to get him on here one day um but like it wasn't that that wasn't enjoyable it wasn't that some of the other days that we did random stuff I mean one day we ended up taking my mom to like their urgent care whatever it was called and I was like, hey, all the kids, family, come on, we'll go eat lunch while she does her urgent care thing, right? It's COVID. We're not all going in with her. So we get there and we sit in the parking lot and you have to call and check in and wait in your car until the appointment time. And that was three hours. Who the fuck knew, right? So we all sat in the car for three hours in a hot parking lot. Um, But it really wasn't bad. Like we joked, we laughed, we talked a little. My mom was doing like a crossword puzzle on her phone and me and my son were like, and and my wife were joking about it. Like it, it's not that any of it was actually that bad, but the parts I enjoyed the most were the parts where I didn't know what to expect. Right. right. And again, I don't think I had active expectations about the trip, but I had like, like covert expectations, <laughs> like lying right. underneath. Right. Like they were just there. It's a beach trip. You with your mom, it's going to be all right. Um, But like my, we went to not everybody, not we, let me just speak for myself. I went to the nude beach one day in Florida. I fucking took a three and a half hour drive because I wanted to go to a nude beach. I've never done that before, really, like in that context. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck to expect. Like I did some research online. I I tried to look into what to know. I'm like, apparently it's not even legal in the county, but it's a federal fucking park and nobody enforces it because the sheriff said, you know, I got better things to do than lock up naked people. I don't know what the (laughs) fuck. I, but i'm like i went into it nervous not knowing what to expect having no clue what to and i thoroughly enjoyed that experience right so Was it's it like all
2: old people because that would be my expectation it <laughs>
1: is a lot of old people but not all old people. there's some younger people um and it's nice you get sun on your buns right um but it's just it's one of those things it's like the less i know about a thing and, and so i'm almost feeling like the you were saying experience helps us with the expectations in a sense of like Billy knows who he is when he drives long distances with his family and that helps him lower the bar a little bit or or know what to try to counteract ahead of time. But I almost feel like the opposite is true too, where the less I know about a situation, the better I am at not putting myself in this, you know, underlying expectation box that I'm not even aware of.
2: Yeah, I I've been on that while all of this has been going on I've come back to the experience versus no experience and how sometimes experience can help me inform realistic expectations but having no experience and I was trying to think of a situation that was totally novel for me in recent history where I could you know have an example I I think the only thing that came to mind was um. Well, two things came to mind. I went to dinner a couple weeks ago. I did, I joined Meetup, which is like this thing where you.
0: Oh, yeah, they have different meetups. Yeah, groups, yeah, right? yeah, I, I yeah. Different yeah. so, things for that for sports. Anyway. Yeah, so
2: <laughs> I joined that and I um, went to a dinner for like a social club in Hartford County and obviously had never done a Meetup dinner before, but. I did have the experience of knowing that walking into situations with a bunch of people I don't know can be awkward. And so I that I don't think that really and and I did have that expectation
1: that and it, it would be wasn't. Awkward? Huh? You had the expectation it would be awkward?
2: That it would be awkward, yeah. It? And that It wasn't as awkward as I thought. Because you
1: expected it to be (laughs) awkward.
2: (laughs) It wasn't something I'd want to do again. No, no, but I well, not with not with that particular group anyway. Um, (laughs) Different group, maybe, maybe. But I think you know the fact that I was kind of going into going into it with not high expectations definitely made it feel like it wasn't you know a terrible waste of time because at least I learned that you know maybe that subset of. People are not necessarily my people. Um, the other thing is I went to a balloon festival recently that was held at a winery.
1: Like hot air balloons or yeah. people just walk around balloons? Hot, no, yeah. hot <laughs> air <laughs> balloons.
2: So, and I had never been to a hot air balloon festival. Um, but again, I think my experience is that events held at wineries typically have a lot of drinking. So I was going into it very concerned that it was going to be a very alcohol heavy environment. So I had that kind of expectation. There's a
1: bunch of drunks flying hot air balloons? No, Who no, knew? the
2: professionals only get to fly the hot get air balloons. Get this baby up there. Um, but it ended up being lovely. But again, my expectations were low, but again, because of prior experience. So I don't know that I have any situations where I don't have some experience that's informing my my expectations.
1: I think what I've always thought about is that like when I look at the the movie thing, right? And I say, oh, my low expectations lead to a decent outcome. My high expectations lead to a a bad outcome, right? I've always countered that thought with, it can't be right to try to set up low expectations for the rest of my life. Like that sounds fucking terrible. And it just sounds so wrong. And and that's kind of what I was stuck on when you were talking. I don't think it's low expectations that I want to strive for, right? I think it's this... This place of just accepting, like like actively thinking before I walk in, I don't really know what's going to come of this and let me just be open to whatever it does.
2: Well, I think that is what's happening, though, because if my expectations of any situation or event are so low, like really low, I'm not going to do that, right? right? Like if I am really super expecting that it's going to be like, so I was supposed to, with this meetup thing, I was supposed to do Cards Against Humanity um, Saturday, last night. Mm-hmm. And I ended up canceling because mm. I saw the guest list and it ended up being a couple of the people from that dinner. Mm. And I was like, I just, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. I mean Cards Against Humanity is one of those games where like if you're playing with people of the opposite gender and you've never met them or you don't feel cl- like it can get a little... There's some people you would not want to play oh, Cards yeah. Against Humanity with, right? Like well, you'd...
0: they'd be the people I'd want to play with. The, <laughs> t- the more awkward, the better. <laughs> that... like, your,
2: like your parents? Like, I won't play Cards Against Humanity with my oh, parents. Oh, no, no, I would. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, my sister wanted to play with my mom once. I was like, no, um, that does not really? sound pleasant to me. Yeah, Yeah. I don't give um,
0: like, yeah, I would. So,
2: so. But, yeah, so if they're so low that it forces me to not take part in the like what happened with Cards Against me, and I'm like, this is going to be awful. I'm not doing this. I bailed. I ended up going on a six-hour hike yesterday with my dog. It, it was a good day. It was a good choice for me. But it's Maybe. that like, it's <laughs> that like they're low enough that I'm like, this could go either way. It could go poorly. I'm mm. gonna go and find out and see what it is. That becomes the open-mindedness. I think mm. for.
0: Me, I had a sponsor explain to me something early on, and I didn't get it as much then as I sort of get a better understanding of now. It's it's putting these judgments on things like good or bad or better or worse. Like that is where we get screwed up in placing judgments on life experiences. So if I can go into every situation not worried about whether it's going to be good or bad or right or wrong or is this – you know what I mean? Like that's all the – preemptive thinking that goes into the thing whereas I just go into it as this is going to be a new experience that I'm going to have and we're going to see how it goes and I thought probably the same thing Jason was thinking was you know what could have happened it could have been the most amazing thing ever going doing this cards of humanity thing and you just missed out on it because you had expectation or it could have been totally terrible like either of those could be possibilities or it could end up somewhere in the middle where it was totally forgettable
2: you know we don't. Know. I don't know that it would have been but totally. It, Cards Against Humanity is is really never forgettable. I've played
0: a bunch. Most of the time, it's been I only played one. Forgettable,
2: but it's so fun. It is fun. I love that game.
0: But I think back to so we had a situation last summer. We went on vacation. We took a couple of my daughter's friends with us. Um, one of the kids, and again, I feel like this is reasonable to expect of people. We took this kid. It was her roommate, a girl. We. Paid for everything the whole trip. Shouldn't pay for nothing. We paid for all the activities. We paid for all the food. This is a 19-year-old girl, by the way. This isn't like a A 7-year-old. This is a 19-year-old girl who has a job and lives on her own and all this stuff. Took her on vacation. Paid for everything. Took her out to dinner. Did all the activities. She complained about the activities we wanted to do. She didn't like a lot of the things that we had voted on because we did a thing. We voted on what we would do each night. She didn't like a lot of those things, so she bitched Um Never said thank you. Never said, Mm. oh, you know, it's really nice of you to take us and was basically almost an asshole the whole time. (laughs) What happens when I have an expectation that she's going to be a certain way or say a certain thing or do a a certain thing is like this year. I'm like, I'm not taking any of my fucking kids friends on vacation. Like that's the result of me having that expectation on her, whether that's a realistic expectation or not. That hurts me and my spirit and the person I want to be. What I like to say is, well, that's her and she's an asshole and whatever. And I don't know if she wanted to go again this year. I might challenge myself and say I should take her fucking again because the person (laughs) that that. I want to be is the person who doesn't give a shit about any of that stuff. That these expectations that I put on people to be the way I want them to be and do the things I want them to do and life's supposed to be the way that I want it to go – is what turns me into a person that I don't want to be. It's not the ideal version of myself, you know, that I want to be. I want to be a kind, generous, caring person. I have some money to take this kid on vacation. She ain't going to take a fucking vacation on her own. Do I really need a thank you? Like, is my ego that small that, you know, I need you to be grateful for what I'm doing for you? Or do I just do the right thing because it's the right thing, and the spiritual benefits of that are enough?
2: Is it the right thing, though, for someone who's so very ungrateful? is it the right thing to
0: it's the right Mm. thing for me i don't know if it's the right thing for her or not it could be fucking on it could be forgettable for her she might not even give a shit but that's not again i I can only worry about me and my spirit and the way you know i'm living and i want to be a generous kind and compassionate person
1: you know we used to do this thing uh my family and my mom would we signed up to be like the deliverers apparently i think it's through the post office or maybe it was through a grocery store or something but you signed up and they had a toy drive and food drive and all that and then on the day of christmas eve you went out and delivered that to the families that needed it and signed up for it and some families it was an incredible like really emotional drop off and they were like oh my god that's you know thank you so much and kind of like what you're talking about and then some were like "Could i don't know they just kind of acted like they didn't give a fuck at all like you were the
2: amazon delivery guy my kid don't want this toy
0: (laughs) yeah it was it was interesting right and
1: and i mean i don't think anybody was rude to us or anything but there was definitely like you thought you would get something else out of that like Mm -hmm. when you put yourself in a situation like what would i be like in this situation i was expecting more of that i guess i i don't know it was interesting to walk away from and try to manage my internal sense of, of what that was like right because it's like i don't want to be like well we didn't get the shot we were looking for of hope out of that or whatever but at the same time it was like oh, i didn't really feel that great you know and, and i gotta and is it that expectation
0: that. that robbed you of that experience i, I mean i don't, I don't know to say. you yeah. know
1: and, and this weirdly ties into something that i heard the other day that I, kind of fucked me up and i'm gonna bring it up anyway um so i was listening to this other like zen and recovery book or something i don't even know what the hell it was but he was talking about aa and some of bill's early experience um and, and like one of the first things bill realized in trying to help others stay sober was that his success rate was incredibly low but what he realized was that he was staying sober in the process of helping them. And I feel like I've heard that sentiment many, many times, right? right. That idea. And for the first time in my life, I heard it differently. And I was like, normally I hear that and I'm like, yeah, that's right. We just keep trying to help people. And it's, you know, it doesn't matter if they stay clean or not, it's making me stay clean. And, And when I heard him say it in the book, I was like, maybe that's what's fucking wrong with us, right? Like if our fucking ways and methods aren't working that well and our success rate is so low, like that's almost like a fuck it, others can must die so that I can live, right? That's very much like an ignoring the fact that what we're doing isn't working and saying, oh, well, it's working for me, but we're not really helping that much. And, and I feel like in 12-step culture, we put that on the other people. It's like, oh, well, they're not ready. And, and they're not this or they're not that, right? This is helping me stay clean. But I almost, I don't know, when I heard it out loud from this guy saying it in the audiobook, I was very much like, that sounds like Bill is using other people to stay clean and not really helping them at all. Like, Sort of. Yeah, the,
0: the ego comes in there and it depends on where you place the sentiment. So if you're placing the sentiment on the idea that, I am helping other people and in turn I get a spiritual reward, it's similar to you going out and giving the gifts to the family. You'll continue to, or I don't know, you could. someone's going to continue to go out and give those gifts to those families whether they're fucking grateful or not, you know what I mean? And it still gets done and it's still the right thing to do. In recovery, you know, if my sentiment is on fuck other people as long as I stay clean, you know, if if that's what I'm focused on, that's the wrong place to put that sentiment. If it's I'm going to help people, and if people get it, that's great. And if they don't, I'm just going to keep trying to help. You know, if my goal is helping and trying to to serve others, despite the low success rate, that's different. Because I think your motivations are different.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it just came across like okay. And, and trying to apply it to the, the Christmas gift thing, like maybe they weren't grateful because that's not what really would help them. Right. And, and maybe, yeah, it's great that I'm walking around trying to help people get clean or, or get Christmas presents because I'm doing it in the right spirit, but maybe with a more open mind, I could actually evaluate like, Oh shit, my success rate with people being, You know, getting clean or or being happy about these presents is really fucking low. Maybe I need to like include them in the conversation and see what they really need, and try to get them that. I I don't, I don't know.
0: So i have a I have a hard time. This is just me. Like, I have a hard time saying that kindness or generosity or compassion is ever the wrong thing to do. It might not be exactly what they need, but I don't know that it's the wrong thing to do.
2: I think it, it can might be not the be wrong the thing sometimes. Thing so I, when I, when you say that, what occur, what comes to mind is like enabling the addict. So oftentimes that's coming from a place of kindness and generosity and mm. and trying to help. Um, I
1: went somewhere much more grotesque, but still. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but oftentimes that really does a disservice to the person that's being helped. Right, like it helps them further their disease. Well,
0: I don't know that. See, I don't agree with enabling and all that. I don't think that's a thing anymore.
1: No. Yeah, but how twisted can we make that? If if whether you want to call people who think in certain ways more sick or or not mentally well or whatever you'd like to call them, like, what about the person who says, oh, Caroline's been single for a long time. She really needs to get laid. I'm going to start sending her dirty pictures and inviting her to like.
2: Don't do that, please. No one. No one do that.
1: (laughs) I'll give you all her number afterwards. No. Um, I, I'm just saying, like, that person really believes they're coming from a place of doing a kind, generous thing. And Very that's misguided. not good. <laughs> yeah, that's- I said I took it to a twisted place. I'm yeah. just saying, like, there's times where we're going to think we're helping where the other person doesn't want the kind of help we're offering. and is, is it still a good thing just because we came from a place of kindness and generosity? We can't shove kindness and generosity down the throat of somebody who's Is looking for something else. anyone ever
2: sending dirty pictures and coming from a place of kindness yeah, and generosity though. Yeah, that's where I it's like you gotta really They might be telling them themselves, <laughs> this, but really that's not the pure motive there. So I
0: have to believe that spiritual principles are going to be the best practice for me in every situation. That's kind of where that comes from. Like I have to trust that process.
2: But I want to go back to the enabling thing. So if if I'm giving a using addict money, to use every day because they want money and they're begging and pleading and I feel bad and I want to help and that's the only way I know to help.
0: Well, well, you would use things called discernment and some other ways to help that might not be the best way to help. But where where I come from with that, like the enabling thing. So what I heard, I watched, you ever watch that show Intervention? Mm-hmm. It's a terrible yeah. show. They exploit people and they do interventions and it's a terrible show. But I used to watch it all the time. i liked it but there was a mom there and her daughter was a using addict on the street and they did all this they kicked him out of the house we're not going to support you we're not going to enable you so her daughter went out was prostituting on the streets and everything else they get a phone call three months later why she was out prostituting some john beat the ever-living shit out of her left her in a coma she was in a coma for months I went visit her in the hospital. She finally got out of the hospital. They brought her home. The mom would go out and get her heroin so that her daughter didn't have to go out on the streets and use. As a person that has a daughter, at the time who was like seven, eight years old, I could see that, like me being in that situation. I had always said I would be the parent with the tough love and all that shit, and when that happened— I think I cried when I watched that show and said I would never fucking do that to my kid. I don't know that I would go out and buy them heroin. I don't know if I would necessarily do that. But this old lady was going out and buying her daughter heroin because the outcome, you know. So that changed my perspective on enabling and that kind of idea. <laughs> because if the if the mom didn't not buy her daughter heroin, you know what I mean? She wasn't going to stop. It's not like... She would go, "Oh, mom's not going to buy it for me. I guess I'll stop now." Like, that's just not why people stop.
1: I'm yeah. just trying to picture this old lady in the in the line waiting for the testers <laughs> with me. It <laughs> seemed a little odd.
2: I was. This is totally off topic, but I was watching that show New Amsterdam set it set it in the hospital do you so i i'm i'm done (laughs) so there was an addict that came in who became an addict because she was on this is way i'm way behind um so she was an addict she became an addict because she was on chemo and the pain meds that she was being given by the hospital weren't strong enough so she had started using heroin so she's in the er um for an overdose and she like runs away from the ER and the doctor the doctor was like I know where to find her and walked <laughs> in to the poshest um like abandonium or like I've never seen a a using house that looked like this one like it was it was dark and dreary and there were addicts everywhere but there were like velvet couches and drapes Ooh. and um I guess that's the one place to cop in New York city, which is how the doctor knew she was going to find her right there. Uh, That was the cutting point for me. But that reminded me like this, you know, this doctor in a white coat walking into (laughs) where the drugs are sold in New York city. Or
1: the doctor cop there with her on Sunday. So he knew maybe
2: it was a female, but yeah, maybe. Uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think you're right. Spiritual principles are generally a great guide, but you know, we do talk about the idea of like what, does this situation call for right and and using the wrong spiritual principle in a situation the wrong one or or not the most ideal one can lead to problems and so i I don't think that just blindly going on kindness is you know always the right idea
0: well yeah and and spiritual principles work together like they complement each other it's not most situations in life don't just get one application of one principle you yeah, know well,
1: that's there's what some thinking. things you have to that
0: work together sort of
1: yeah i want to be i want to be kind to the, my friend my daughter's friend and i want to be kind to these people that are getting presents and yet i also want to be open-minded to say well if they're not really grateful for what i'm giving them maybe it's not what they need and maybe i need to reevaluate this and not just walk off on my you know ride off into the sunset of my horse like uh Why do I fix everything that I touch? (laughs) Maybe I didn't fucking fix it. Maybe I'm just throwing more fucking shit on the fire. Maybe
2: those people didn't appear grateful, though, because of shame.
1: Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff behind.
0: I mean, and you go into that. So if we go into those situations open minded, we go, hmm, maybe, you know, this idea of me do gooding in this way wasn't the way. That I could best use my skills, talents, and abilities. Maybe I realize that, oh, what these people really need is something a little different. And there's a different charity or a different way or a different outreach program that I can get involved with that's going to be more useful. Or I fucking get motivated to start something different or, you know, go into a different way of helping people that someone else isn't looking at or thinking of.
1: You know, one of the things, and this is going back for like 20 minutes, but you, you said we were on the same page when Caroline talked about not going to the the thing. And, and yeah, part of me was there, but part of me was also like, I don't have that female experience of what it's like to go or think about before going to a Cards Against Humanity game with some maybe awkwarder guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How Rando that dudes. could be yeah. weird or how mm-hmm. that could feel. Like I, as a guy, I've never...
2: Experienced
1: that i've had something similar i think in the sense of like i don't know not worried about going into some parties where there were some larger gentlemen <laughs> like i don't know how this is going to turn out for me but uh yeah never never really like on that sexual like oh this could get sexually awkward and i'm gonna feel weird about it like i'm like i hope this gets sexually awkward <laughs> and i get to feel weird about it right what if
2: like- it's like sexually awkward with like three or four 50 to 60 year old women that are like totally totally unattractive to you would that be at a point where you would be like "Eh." so
1: you you do make a point right i do remember encountering uh at some point in my life quite a while ago at this point um but running into a version of maybe who i was at one point right like a, a over sexualized typical stereotypical douchebag kind of guy, right? And and running into that version of a, a homosexual individual that was giving me that treatment. And I was like, oh, fuck. No wonder women are so uncomfortable, <laughs> right? And, and it's not because he was gay. Like, I don't give a right. fuck. If you think I'm attractive and you're gay, thanks, right? Like, that's great.
2: It was unwelcome oh, attention. and yeah. it was
1: over the top. And it wasn't like, uh, you're not picking up on reading the room, buddy. Like, obviously, right. I've said thank you. I'm not interested. Like, this is pretty evident. Like, stop, yeah. right? Yeah. And there wasn't no stop. and And so I do... I do understand that that exists, but it's not something I generally as a white male who's got that privilege. I don't have to think about that very often, right It's very unusual for me to find myself in that situation, so I don't worry about it right so it, it was I think this is why I like to have more voices on here sometimes
0: and again, I think that not having expectations comes with some other. Uh, principles in play. I don't walk into a lion's den and be like, oh, I have no expectations these lions are going to fucking eat me. Like I have to use some sort of common, I hate to use the word common sense, probably mm-hmm. isn't. But, you know, I know lions and what they do and they eat people. And so I don't just walk into a room full of lions and say, oh, no expectations is great. <laughs> right? You know, right. works every time.
2: Yeah. And that brings up another good question. Like what's an expectation versus protecting your safety so I I hike a lot with my dog um, and I've been on a very few hikes where I've started to think to myself this feels like it could be unsafe here Mm -hmm. Um, and so I bought mace for my my hiking backpack but I still don't go into my hikes with the expectation someone's going to attack me but I've acted in a manner that's going to protect me if it does.
0: Well, is every thought, I mean, does that make it an expectation? So we have some, my daughter, she's 19 and she goes out on her own all the time. I mean, she goes on hikes. She goes on her kayak. And we same thing. We got her mace. We got her a knife. Like, look, you can't just walk out in the world and expect like there's fucking predators. Out there, right. You know, <laughs> in the world for a 19 year old girl running around by herself. Um,
2: so you can't expect that there won't be. But should you expect that there will be
1: that you will encounter them don't walk into a cards against humanity game with strangers and expect not to get eaten well that's what i've gotten (laughs) out of this the
0: the fear becomes if i put too much of an expectation on her that like hey this is dangerous hey you shouldn't be doing this hey that she will not do it not do it right Mm -hmm. and that she that's something she loves she likes birds so she loves to go out in the woods by herself be real quiet you know what i mean like Uh it's so she can check out the different birds and stuff right and i don't want to rob her of that experience you know because enough. i have yeah. these mm-hmm. expectations but at the same time i do want her to be safe and right. educated and informed about the possibilities of life in the world mm. So, right. Yeah. So
2: is that the open-mindedness piece then? Because it doesn't sound like you have the – expect. if you had the expectation she was going to be attacked, I don't think you would let no, her. No, we wouldn't let her. So right. – but you're being – Well, not that I
0: – she's 19, so she could tell right. me. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I get what you're saying. Fuck <laughs> off, dad. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's the open-mindedness. But right. I still struggle. So we're talking about all of these like peripheral experiences and situations. I think where I still struggle with the like not having expectations is in the more – core pieces of my life. Like in a relationship, I have an expectation they're not going to, for me as a woman, they're not going to kill me. I have an expectation that they're not going to cheat on me. Hopefully I have that expectation. I have an expectation that they're going to, you know, be a partner in that partnership with my work. I have an expectation they're going to pay me. If I have close friends, I have expectations around those close friendships that like, they're not going to abandon me in my time of need. Um That was one that I talked about on the, on the grief ep- episode being really surprised by that experience. So I think where I struggle more with expectations are those things that feel very core to circumstances that are very core to my life. So not like a vacation or a movie or a Cards Against Humanity game, but like these things that are like, like a key piece of my of my day to day being.
1: I've been expecting some shit out of my wife for like fifteen years now, and I ain't got it. So <laughs>
2: <You> <laughs>
1: I, I don't have experience the experience
2: at this point to inform those expectations.
1: No, <laughs> I, <have> <laughs> now, I and, and I think I guess as somewhat of a final thought to wrap up a little here, like I, I think we've come to some good information for me at least as, as this idea that I do need to more actively think and recognize where my expectations are, right? Because that's where I think a lot of my expectation problem is coming in is the fact that I'm not even realizing they're there until they're not met, right? And so I need to think ahead of time, what are my expectations and what else could possibly happen just to create that open-minded space of walking in to even things I've done before, walking into them kind of fresh with like this, well, we'll see how this goes kind of um, idea, and I think there's going to be times, even in doing that to the best of my ability, that some things are going to catch me off guard, right? My job might be the place that folds because of the economy at some point, and I might not get a paycheck, like, and that's going to hurt. And there's no real way to expect or not expect that. It's just one of them surprise life things, right? I might lose someone tragically close to me that I wasn't expecting to lose. Like, I don't think we can plan around all these events to like never be hurt right maybe i just need to expect that these unexpected things sometimes are going to happen and i'm going to be hurt and and what that's like a whole nother thing of like well then what do i do when i am hurt by it right it's not like oh i I don't need to beat myself like oh i had too high expectations that my family would stay alive like no it's like oh that fucking sucked i definitely didn't see it coming
0: or maybe there's some more general expectations to look at, like life is going to hurt at times. People are going to hurt us. We don't know when, where, whatever. But if I have the expectation that I can put all these rules in place, I can implement all these things, and no one's ever going to hurt me, like that's where the unrealistic, unrealistic part comes yeah, in. yeah,
2: for sure.
1: Any other final thoughts?
2: I don't think so.
0: No. Oh, well, I, I would just close and say I don't know – as you mentioned earlier, I don't know that it's possible to get rid of all expectations and situations, yeah, but we can definitely control or at least acknowledge them so that we can control our reactions to them and how we choose to deal with them and what we choose to do when they aren't met. Maybe instead of looking at them as expectations – Maybe a better way to say like I have some assumptions in my relationship, (laughs) Mm. you know, because an expectation implies like an if then type statement. Whereas if I just make some assumptions like we have kind of this agreement and if the agreement, you know, falls apart, am I going to fall apart too?
1: Mm. Yeah, this episode did not go as expected. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I think that's all good stuff. So actively think right. Actively try to point out. Out your expectations. I think that's the best solution we've come up with is just aware of what your expectations are will help you to not be so... Limited? Limited, disappointment, let down. I don't know. Something. I don't know. Everybody, uh, expect to have a good week and we'll see you next week. Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us.